0: I'm putting love on the radio Spreading joy everywhere I go There's no way to hide my hope Oh, no This little light of mine Hey, I'm gonna let it shine Telling the world to save my soul, the only way I know, with love on the radio.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show, live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM or wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. It's Thursday. We're back. And in the studio, I made it here a little bit early today, too, so that's already a win. But I was up late last night with that Dodgers baseball game. I don't know if anyone got the chance to watch it. But those Dodgers, it was a very, very close. And then it was a comeback win at the very, very end to a knockoff win right there. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Chris Taylor with the two-run home run. And all the fans went crazy. The players ran out and ran onto the onto the field. I don't know. It was awesome. But guess what? I got to admit something. I had already fallen asleep before it happened. I missed it. Have you ever missed something like that where you waited all night, you watched a game, you you kept track of the score, you were invested in what was going to happen, and then you just fell asleep right before the final result? That happened to me last night. It's frustrating. It's irritating, but it's a part of life, I suppose. Next time, maybe I'll be able to not miss it. I suppose there's the replay, but it's nothing like watching it live, nothing like feeling that excitement and that experience of a baseball game when the when the the player hits that home run in the bottom of the ninth to win the game those moments don't happen that much so i wish i wouldn't have missed it but we're not talking baseball completely on the show it does connect a little bit to what we're talking about we're going to talk a lot about a lot of different faith matters a lot of different issues we have an important question of the day coming up as well as a testimony today a little bit of music too and so much more i'm ryan young and this is the ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7
0: FM. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Leslie, <laughs> guess what today is? Woo-hoo!
1: So it's October 7th, 2021. It's Thursday as well. It's also National Frappy Day. I don't know if I said that right. Frappe, frappe, frappe. I don't know how you say it. It's a coffee drink. It's kind of um usually you either get vanilla caramel. It's like somewhat icy, somewhat with whipped cream. It's like they sell them at McDonald's. They sell them at Starbucks. They sell them everywhere. Supposedly today's National Frappy, frappy, whatever you want to call it, day. And I thought I'd share that with you just in case you're just now waking up in the morning. You're going to go make yourself a coffee or you're going to get in a, a drive through lane at McDonald's or wherever you're getting your coffee from this morning. It is national Frappe Day. So maybe maybe there's a discount. I don't know. But if you enjoy coffee, I thought you might want to know that you can go and get one. It's a useless bit of information, but I think it connects to everyday life. The different simple joys in life that you don't even realize. That's what we're going to actually spend the first beginning parts of this show talking about today, the simple joys in life and how quickly it can fall into the monotony of life where we wake up and we do the same thing every single day because routine makes us feel less stressed. But what good does it actually do for our body, for our soul, for our spirit? And that's kind of where, that's kind of where I want to start today because I look around here at Hillsdale and I know we all have the same classes every single day. It's, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the same classes, Tuesday, Thursday, the same classes. And what I end up seeing is based after about the first two weeks, we have a route. And the route that we go each day, we rarely mix it up because I end up walking the same way to each class every day. And I see the same people, I say hi to the same people at the same time. Even in the cafeteria, I usually sit kind of in the same spot every single day. And I look around me and guess who I see in their same spots? Everybody else. And so what does this do? how how does this affect us and what are the simple joys in life that we can sometimes mix up a little bit refresh our souls refresh our minds so we don't end up falling into the fore the background but or even the foreground but be present in the moment and really be there uh fully and i know this might sound weird what do you mean be there fully ryan well what i mean is It almost appears as though after a certain bit of time, your eyes begin to glaze over and you kind of just walking through the motions of day to day life. You're not actually really present, like fully mind and body and soul in the moment, right there, ready to respond, to smile, to talk to someone, to really assess the needs of others as well as your own. You're more just kind of, oh, I'm going to get in this lane here today. I'm going to get this food. I'm going to go and do this thing that I got to do. I got to drive to work. I got to take the shower at this time. I got to be in bed at this time. I got to be ready for my show at this time. I, I got this and that and that. It's the same every day. I'm just walking through the motions. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just the weird one over here. But I, I have to believe that someone else kind of feels what I'm feeling where you look around and you see everyone else is caught in the monotony of life monotony as being somewhat kind of boring somewhat kind of bland and as simple as it being national frappé day maybe that'll provide some sort of joy something new if you maybe you don't maybe you don't drink that maybe maybe it just sounds weird to say that even simple pleasures, simple joys, such as getting a fancy drink at a McDonald's. Maybe you think it's an overpriced drink. Well, yeah, maybe it is, but maybe it will provide you some new joy, something brand new that you haven't done in months, years, weeks. I don't know. And maybe just that will refresh your mind, refresh your spirit, and you'll no longer continue in this kind of no other real word to use other than kind of pathetic state. And I am guilty of this. After a certain bit of time, I find myself kind of just walking around, not really in the moment, kind of actually missing dialogues and conversations of people walking by saying hi to me. And I could I be so in my head that I actually don't even acknowledge them. I don't even see them. I I am actually just so caught up in my own mind, in my own day-to-day tasks that I completely ignore what's happening around me. And we see that happen all the time with people's phones. We're caught in that phone. You walk in through that phone, you're texting someone, you're reading something, and you actually are missing the present moment. Well, I got so bad at this. I got so kind of just bored with life, I, I suppose would be the best way of saying it, I was sitting with my parents, and we were talking about all sorts of different things. I was kind of just feeling a little bit down, a little bit not in the moment. And I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump into the pool. Now, I jumped into the pool in all my clothes. And I know you might think, well, that's ridiculous. You got your clothes all wet. That defies all reasoning right there, Ryan. But you know what? In that moment, as I was in the air, about to land into the pool, I, I almost felt, a whole new sense of freedom mixed with regret at the same time. And something about the moment when I was actually in the pool, drenched in my shirt and my pants and everything, I was like, wow, I I couldn't help but just laugh because I just did something that defies all kind of natural laws, defies all natural thinking, and and somewhat seems ridiculous to anyone around you. But in that moment, it was like I had escaped from... The, the, the monotony, the reality of what's taking place today. And it actually really worked. It was almost like a reset. It's like, hello, wake up, Ryan. And it woke me right up. I got out of the pool. I was smiling. I was, I was more engaged. And, you know, it was something that, that kind of reminded me that this life, a lot of things happen, and in, in the real word to use here, It's meaningless. Really, at the end of the day, things are very meaningless on this earth. And I know I'm not trying to to make you feel negative, to make you feel upset, but if you've ever read Ecclesiastes, you're gonna know meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Wealth, meaningless. Lots of things on this earth are meaningless. And so you can find yourself kind of moving along, chugging along like like a locomotive, kind of just going the same route every day. But sometimes you need to break off of those tracks. And the reason why is it it provides a reset, it provides a joy, it provides a spark, and it might encourage others to also do the same. But I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that your life in, in and of itself is meaningless because there is a purpose for your life on this earth. But a lot of the things that we value on this earth are meaningless. Building a network, building a net worth, having the newest car, the fanciest clothes, the coolest watch, the new iPhone, having the biggest social media presence. Meaningless. Tell me when you die, are you taking any of that with you? And I know you've heard this before. This probably sounds somewhat repetitive. No, I'm not taking it with me. That doesn't mean I don't want it though, right? I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to desire those things. I'm saying, where is your ultimate joy, your ultimate peace found? If it's found in who follows you on Instagram, if it's found in if you've got the coolest car, I hate to break it to you. There's always going to be someone that has a nicer car than you, has more followers than you on Instagram. And maybe even if you reach the pinnacle of all that success, look at what happens to these celebrities. They fill all of the voids in their life with all earthly pleasures, and yet they are still very empty inside, still lonely, and still desiring only one thing that can truly fill them, Jesus. They still desire that peace, that joy, that love. And money's not filling it. Cars aren't filling it. Women aren't filling it. Men aren't filling it. Nothing's filling it. And that's why we see so many celebrities end up killing themselves because they've, they've always thought, well, if I could just have this one thing, if I could just get to this level, maybe if I could just, you know, have this income that I can afford this car and I guarantee you I'm going to be happy. Are you going to be happy? If you don't know Jesus, I'm here to tell you you're not going to be happy. You're still going to fall into the monotony of life. You're still going to become depressed and sad and miserable if you don't refresh your spirit in your mind and your body. Now, to refresh your spirit is simple. But yet at the same time, there seems to be a force at play trying to stop us from refreshing our spirit. Have you ever noticed that when you go to read your Bible, it's almost like there's like some Star Wars force that's saying, this is not the Bible you're looking for. I know that might sound, cle- that might sound cheesy, but I'm being honest. It's almost like that. It's like, I really, I do desire to open the Bible, but right when I grab it, you know, I, I could probably do something else. Do you feel that way? Or are you easily distracted when you start talking about God, when you start listening to a sermon? It's almost as if everything outside what you're doing, the noises get louder, distractions come, your phone beeps, the phone rings, TV, a new program starts and it grabs your attention. Someone walks into the room, hey, what you doing? And and it's like, I see what's going on here, devil, and you're not going to win. And so I would encourage you, if you have the time, which we all do, we have to make the time, refresh your spirit by spending time with Jesus. He loves you, he cares about you, he wants to talk to you. Open up the word, pray, even as simple as doing a prayer before you eat your meal. But don't do the same prayer every day. That's what I used to do. I still do sometimes, it's like a habit, you know? And I don't blame anyone, it just becomes that habit. Oh, dear God, thank you for this food. Please watch over me, help me to have a good day. Amen. Dear God, thank you for this food. Please help me to have a good day. Amen. Dear God, thank you for this food. Please help me to have a good day. Jesus' name, amen. Dear God, thank you. Amen. Well, are you even then present in that prayer? Are you even conscious of what you're saying? Or has it become such a routine like tying your shoes that you've forgotten what you're even doing because you don't really care? And that's what I wanted to address. We can't allow ourselves to fall that deeply into the monotony of life. So figure out a way today, this is my challenge for you, today, at some point today, do something that you haven't done before in a long time. Do something that you haven't done at least yesterday in your routine, mix it up. Maybe that means simply as walking a different route to class today. Maybe that means sitting somewhere else in the cafeteria. Maybe that means if you're going to work today, talking to someone that you haven't talked to before, or maybe it's as extreme as jumping into a pool with your clothes on. Yes, I know it's ridiculous, but I promise you it will do something. It will be such a reset for you. It'll be the physical reset that you needed and maybe even the mental at the same time. But you have to not only do those things, you also have to do the spiritual reset because again, no matter who you are, even if you become the most wealthy person, the most successful person, if you don't know Jesus, you will become miserable, depressed, and suicidal. That's just a reality. Don't believe me? Well, who can you think that was a happy, happy person who had it all together, but that didn't know Jesus? What happened to him? Well we can think of a couple people but perhaps the most the most powerful connection to this is Robin Williams. Beloved by all of America, he had a star on the Hollywood Walk. He was on the Late Show, Johnny Carson's show. He was doing everything. He was in all these movies everybody loved Robin Williams. He was funny, he was charming, he was charismatic, he was witty, he was goofy. He was successful. Rich, wealthy, and he had everything that this world, this world had to offer. Network, net worth, amassed a fortune, love, kids, cars, drugs, sex, all of it. He had it all. Yet what did he not have? And that's what I want to point your attention to. He didn't have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And he was depressed, he was lonely, he was scared, and he was upset, and he took his own life. And we all were deprived of his humor and his love and his kindness and his talent. I don't want that for anyone. And so I urge you that if you're in a similar spot, Maybe you think you've got it all together. Maybe if you think I get, once I get this Lamborghini, I'll be good. I can just sleep in it in the, in the back seat in my garage. I'll be great. I got a Lamborghini. I'm here to tell you, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be lonely. And the worst part is you won't have an excuse for why you feel that way because you're going to think to yourself, but before I was depressed because I didn't have the Lamborghini. Now I have the Lamborghini and I'm still depressed. What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. Apart from Christ, we are miserable wretches. This world is sinful and evil and hard to deal with. But there is a solution. Jesus died on a cross to save us from that miserable attitude, that depression, that anxiety. And until we turn to him for peace and for comfort and for strength, because there's trial, there's tragedy in the trials and in the awful moments, there's triumphs. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you it will be a lot more blessed if you live a life surrendered to Jesus, pursuing him as the ultimate good that you can ever gain. And that's my desire for you today. That's my prayer for you. And I gave you my challenge already. Maybe go get in that frappe line right now and order a double shot caramel vanilla swirl. I don't know. Do they make that? I'm Ryan Young and this is the Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
0: Myself, somebody give me a microphone or a megaphone or a telephone. You're gonna clap your hands, don't want to dance. Good news, got that all, make new, got that joy coming through, got me feeling all right. Good news, got that skipping
1: myself. All right, if you can believe this, this is a really, 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 really cool story. Archaeologists, specifically biblical archaeologists, say they have discovered a boat-like formation matching the biblical description of Noah's Ark as they used a ground-penetrating radar at a rocky spot in eastern Turkey that some speculate to be the exact location of the original vessel. And I have a picture here. It's pretty powerful. It's the full shape of Noah's Ark. They believe they found it. And the archaeologists, they're associated with a project named named Noah's Ark Scans. And they've discovered this boat formation on Mount Tenderuk, matching the exact length of the ark given in the Bible. That's around 150 meters or 300 cubits in biblical terms. And this boat-shaped formation was discovered in 1859 by a Turkish army captain. And the research interest in the site began in the 1970s through the mid-1990s due to the work of American explorer Ron Wyatt and others. And according to the project's website, the new GPR data shows parallel lines and angular structures 8 to 20 feet down. The project explains on the website, these parallel lines and right angles below the surface are something you would not expect to see in a natural geologic formation. And interestingly, the boat formation has also been confirmed to be these exact lengths of the arc given specifically in the Bible. Wow. How awesome is that? Now you woke up this morning and you didn't think that you were going to be told on the radio that they might have found Noah's Ark. But I'm here to tell you, Eastern Turkey might have found Noah's Ark on Mount Tenderuk in Eastern Turkey, 150 meters. This is powerful. This is faith building stuff right here. And I know I've heard a lot of different people say, well, isn't Noah's Ark just one of these uh, these metaphors for, for God and for d- these different things? I don't actually believe that all creation got in this boat and that Noah and the whole earth was flooded. How can I actually believe that? That's ridiculous. Well, look at this. It'll be interesting to see what all comes out of this. I bet the news, major news outlets are gonna wanna hide this, cover it as best they can because they don't want your faith to be on fire like that. But now you know, biblical archeologists say they have discovered a boat-like formation that's the exact width and diameter of Noah's Ark in Eastern Turkey. That's awesome. Maybe you can share that with your loved ones and your friends and your family today. I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We're coming back with a powerful testimony and so much more. Don't go anywhere. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Ryan Young Show. I'm Ryan Young, live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, or wherever you're listening to podcasts. We have a powerful testimony today from a man that you might actually know. His name is Danny Goki. He's a Christian music singer. You've probably heard different, different songs by him. He's written many, many well-known songs, many hits. I think he's even won several awards for his music. Very, very good music. And I, I hope you'll enjoy his powerful testimony of where he started, uh, the trials and the tragedy that he went through to put him on the world stage that he is today to make an impact in your life for your faith. Take a listen to Danny Goki's testimony.
2: So I, I met Sophia uh, at, she was 16 I was 17 I met her at church um, she was my first real girlfriend um, first real love we ended up dating for a while and getting married we got married she was 23 I was 24 and I remember we were getting ready to set off for this great life now she was born with a heart condition and um, she had a surgery when she was born and a surgery when she was 7 so you know everything we thought was ok we never thought there was any problems I mean we dated for 6 years so you wouldn't think that any if any problem would rise up it would be then Sophia was a uh, Puerto Rican girl she was short She had a, a spunky attitude you know my friends call her a fireball because she was quick-witted and and she she was a girl all around she was beautiful she was awesome she had a heart for the Lord but in our first year of marriage she started um, she started going through these you know spells where her heart would beat like 200 times a minute and we would have to take her to the hospital she had to stay in the hospital it they have to shock her heart and I came in there. They said her heart failed. We had to resuscitate her. Her heart's not taking the surgery that we did. We had to put her on an artificial heart until we get her a heart transplant. At this time, that's when me and my church started praying. We started praying, 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 praying. And man, it felt like things were happening. But nothing was happening with her. People's lives were being changed. People, Even people at our church were experiencing healings. And, and God was showing up there. But He wasn't showing up with my wife. And um, I remember... One night I stayed until about three, 3.30 in the morning and I just I praying with some friends and I just had nothing left in me and I did what I did best. I just started worshipping and singing. And I remember that next day I went home and the doctor called me and said, you need to get in here. There's nothing we can do. You know, she had already turned gray and there was nothing left. It was a challenging time. What do you do when God doesn't answer your prayers? What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the Good father that he says he does. During this time, telling myself, I'm gonna keep the faith, I'm gonna keep the faith. Remember the Bible stories, remember the Bible stories. But inevitably I fell into a deep dark depression. Could not sleep at night. I remember dealing with thoughts of suicide. Although I would never do it, I just I couldn't escape that I felt like that could be the escape. It was like I was hanging onto the casket of my wife, as morbid as it sounds, and like as they were burying her, I was being buried. And I remember you know, picturing myself breaking the grip off my hand with this hammer, this invisible hammer, and almost like forcefully banging your, your hand to let go of that toxicity, let go of what you don't understand. Stop asking other questions, just trust. Don't let that situation take you down. And it didn't happen immediately, but I kept exercising that letting go piece. And it was almost like someone pulled a plug up my heart in these toxic emotions, bitterness, resentment, anger, hopelessness, despair, It's like they drained out my heart, and I could see God's goodness again, and I could see his faithfulness again. The question I had to come up with is, I don't understand it, but where else do I go? I have nowhere else to go. If I stop following Jesus, then what? But little did I know that God was writing a story. God had bigger plans than I could see. A month after she passed, we had already planned on going on American Idol. I was faced with the choice. Do I go or do I stay home? It was the last opportunity. I was of age where you don't get another opportunity. So I went and tried out and little did I know God was building a a story through that. I was on season eight of American Idol, 2009, and I ended up taking third place. I shared my story. Millions of people, lives were touched. See, that was the bigger picture. I didn't know that. I wrote a book after that. I started a nonprofit organization called Sophia's Heart that has taken homeless families off the street. All that was birthed out of that broken situation. And the, the God that I knew as a child, was the same God that brought me through that dark moment. And he's going to be the same God that brings you through your dark moment.
1: From tragedy to triumph, the story of Danny Goki and the loss of his loved one. And this was powerful for me when I was listening to it because my girlfriend's name is also Sophia. And just hearing his brokenness and, and imagine the, uh, the pain that he went through the girl of his dreams that he marries when he's 24 years old and to lose her like that and to fall into depression and have suicidal thoughts like he expressed, I mean, how awful of a thing to go through. And I know I would, I would feel probably the same way, if not worse, if that happened to me. And I just pray that God would be able to, to keep me close to him in those moments to overcome the sadness and the the depression and despair and look to him. And boy, Danny, you've blessed so many people with your music. And now to know your story too, I think it it, it touches us all the more. And what I wanna do today is play a song by Danny Gokey. It's titled, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. And I think it's fitting for uh, Sophia and her death. And I just want it to be used as an opportunity for if you've gone through something that has been tragic in your life, you've lost a loved one, maybe a close friend, you you have hurt inside and despair and you have yet to come to Jesus with it and to ask for him to carry it. You've yet to fully surrender it over Maybe you're dealing with depression. Maybe you're dealing with suicidal thoughts or anxiety. I want these next couple minutes to be a time where you can reflect, reach out to Jesus, and ask for his divine help and to hear from him and his love. Here's Tell Your Heart to Beat Again by Danny Goki.
0: You've never been before The life you knew And a thousand pieces on the floor And words fall short in times like these when this world drives you to your knees You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your heart Just let that word wash over you. It's alright now. Love's healing hands have pulled you through. So get back up, take step one. Leave the darkness, feel the sun. Cause your story's far from over, and your journey's just begun. Working everything for your good. Tell your heart to beat again. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away. Step into the light of grace.
1: Tell your heart to beat again. Powerful, beautiful song from Danny Gokey, a wonderful singer. Lyrics, say goodbye to where you've been. Tell your heart to beat again. Love's healing hands have pulled you through. Your your story's far from over. Your journey has just begun. What a beautiful, beautiful song. If you're dealing with hurt today... You're having a hard week, a hard month, maybe even a hard year with everything that's gone on. I pray that God will comfort you, will come to you, and that you'll welcome him into your life. And even if you are a believer in Christ already, to reconfirm your love and your devotion to Jesus, Because I've told you this before every day is a struggle every day is a battle on this earth just like how important it is to shower to clean yourself from the dirt we too need spiritual cleansing and spiritual refreshment I pray that you can find that today if you need anyone to speak to obviously Jesus is the number one person you should speak to but maybe you can seek help from a teacher or a counselor family member a loved one don't remain silent speak out speak to your parents speak to your heavenly father you don't have to suffer alone I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM or wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can also reach out to me. My email is ryoung at hillsdale.edu, ryoung at hillsdale.edu. You can also find me on Instagram at real Ryan M. Young, at real Ryan M. Young.
0: In all of our questions, all of our searching, when we are wrestling, you don't let go, the questions come.
1: Alright, so we do have a question of the day. and This one actually came to me last night as I was thinking about a couple of different things. I spoke to my girlfriend on the phone and I think this question hopefully will be hopefully helpful. I don't know. It's hard for me to even think of the right answer. But it's regarding posting things online and specifically posting things that are, are, are upsetting to us. So I'm going to give you the example of what took place last night and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was an article that came out that said that men can give birth. And obviously this is wrong. This is gross. This isn't accurate. This is, um, you know, not true and and against what what Christ teaches. And so I put it on my Instagram story and I said, this is sick, absolutely sick, that they're, they're writing articles now that say that men can give birth. And we had a discussion uh, with, with my girlfriend and I, I thought about it and, and we talked about who am I trying to reach with the post, and what good does the post do and it was a hard It was a hard thing for me to think about because obviously i'm not trying to I want to share the truth i'm not trying to create hostility, but I want to be a voice of reason and speak out uh to the depravity that's taking place in our world. And I believe that all Christians have a duty and a responsibility to speak up when they see things that aren't right. But the question that I was asked is, is, what good is my post doing? Who am I trying to reach? And I thought about it. And I think it's an important thing to think about whenever you post anything online or, or really, for that matter, anywhere. It brought awareness, I suppose, The post brought awareness to other people about what's taking place. But what did it do for their spirit and for their faith walk in Jesus? Did it make them angry and depressed and upset with our world and our country and think to themselves, man, our world is pathetic. Our country is in ruins. Ah, did it stress people out more? Did it make them more hostile towards others? Did it offend people? Did it shut them off from being able to hear anything that I have to say in the future? And that was a, a very hard thing for me to actually think about. What effect does my posts have on others? And you might say to yourself, "Well, they can unfollow you, Ryan. They they don't. I mean, if if they're offended by it, they can unfollow you. It's an important thing to speak the truth and to speak out. And I agree. I, I truly do agree." I want to be the person that speaks out about all sorts of different things and stands up for Judeo-Christian values and conservative principles. And so does my girlfriend. So does uh, the majority of people, I would say. But how do we go about doing it where we can actually affect change? Where we can actually touch the lives and the souls of people that believe in this depravity? How do we go about sharing it without freaking out others, creating a hostile environment and a negative environment for everybody? Now you might say, well, I don't know if it's our responsibility to do that. But scripture says that it is. We are to care about our neighbors. We are to love our neighbors as ourselves, or as Jesus loved us. And so that requires us to think about how our, our words, our deeds, our actions can affect others yes, this is a difficult thing to think about so I, I posted it on my story. it said that this is sick, absolutely sick uh, article but I'm basically when you actually analyze the post and, and posting it on my page, I'm basically speaking into an echo chamber one, the people that 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 see it will agree with me and they'll be like yeah that is ridiculous this is so upsetting this is ridiculous and some people will flip out way more than i did at seeing it i saw it and i said to myself wow this is so sick this is awful lord jesus help them that was kind of my initial reaction to it then i got a little bit more worked up but some people out there get way more worked up about things and different things push different buttons for different people so i'm not here to say that one way is better than the other but I never had realized that in a way I am responsible for those reactions. And I need to be cognizant of of what I'm posting and how it might, this might sound politically correct to say, but might trigger others. And I'm not talking about the triggering where, where you're speaking the truth and a leftist flips out and says, ah, this is not what I believe, all that type of stuff. I'm talking about actually those that believe what you believe, but that make them so much more upset to see something and you might say, well, you really can't control what people see and you shouldn't censor yourself. I agree, you shouldn't censor yourself. But I think the awareness to understand and the awareness to, to be cognizant of the fact that at the end of the day, the ultimate purpose that we have on this earth isn't to share upsetting news stories, but it's to bring people closer to Jesus and to allow our voices to be heard by those that truly need to know Jesus? And by posting something like that, will it, in fact, uh, give me the access that I desire to to reach those that actually believe in that depravity? Probably not. If anyone saw it on my page that actually believed that men can give birth instead of being able to spark a conversation with them, I probably pretty much polarized them at such a degree that, that they will not reach out to me. They'll simply just call me names and desire nothing to do with me. It's the question, what would Jesus do? Now I'm saying, I know that Jesus would speak out against it. I know he would, but how would he go about doing it? Would it be in a personal conversation with an individual through love or would it be through kind of this megaphone mentality where we we, we shout about things, we get mad about things and we just post it on our page and, and we don't really think about the consequences now I'm not saying it's sinful to to share stuff no I share stuff all the time on the show I've shared a lot of things but this was the first time I really processed how it can be interpreted by another person do I want to bring about more stress and anxiety in people's lives? Do I want to polarize people that I truly actually want to touch and have an opportunity to share the gospel with? Or do I want to think about the impact of what I'm saying and provide a loving and truthful, see, you never want to compromise the truth, a loving and truthful Ability for people to to come to me, to to seek my advice because they know that I'm a kind and godly person and to be able to share the message of Jesus to them. I think that would be a lot more successful and beneficial and I'm grateful for my girlfriend for bringing this to my attention because it's been a blessing for me to think about and hopefully it's been a blessing for you to think about as well to think about how our actions play a vital role in the lives of others, and to think about how Jesus cares for each and every one of us and the impact that we can have to be a light in their life. I'm Ryan Young, and this has been The Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Have a beautiful and blessed day, and I'll see you Tuesday.